you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Dan Hansis alongside Chris Wessling. Hey, Dan. Mark Sessler and the boss, Greg Rosenthal. We're the Around the NFL podcast. Check us out three times a week as we discuss the latest NFL news as it happens. Always, of course, with a touch of mirth. Subscribe at NFL.com slash podcasts, iTunes, and Stitcher. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what is up? James Coe here with the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Got my guys in the house here. MG, my guy Marcus Grant. Uh, Alex Gelhar, we're going to try to get him on the phone. What's going to happen here? The whiskey uh, from Wisconsin is actually in the great state of Wisconsin. I think he's trying to go fishing today. He's trying to go fishing today. All right, Adam Rank is here as well. What's up, pal? Oh, hello. Thanks for having me. We've got our guy Sully behind the glass. And we've got our guy Sully behind the glass. What's up, fellas? Hey, man. Long time no see. Hey, how you doing, pal? It's been a while. It's been a while. been well. Are you still got that mustache going? I do still have the mustache. That's an interesting choice. It's strong. Yeah, I'm uh, growing a little beard with it, too. So Here's the thing. Not, not me, strong, it makes me like it less now. <laughs> okay. If I'm going to commit, commit to it. So I know, you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shave it soon. You so. are in your 20s, yes? Yes. You are in. Uh, not too many guys in their 20s have that, from, like, straight. Are you straight, from Tennessee? Yes, I'm from Tennessee. That's, that'll explain a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Well, I know. I'm sure you have a lot of family Tennessee, who have mustaches, a lot of, a lot of friends, aunts, uncles, all that kind of thing. Yeah, because here's the thing: I'm from Texas too. It's not a hipster mustache at all. It's not. It's It's like it's like for the for the listeners at home. It's like a, it's like a cop mustache. Yeah, I was gonna say a fireman mustache. Yeah, but uh, I I could pass for for a a a cop on a on a '90s sitcom. Absolutely. (laughs) I uh, I showed him my ID out of habit. All right, man. We got a big show here in front big of us show. today. Uh, you know, here's here's the thing. We're going to be talking about uh, our top 100 lists and uh, some discrepancies, uh, some differences of opinions we have on various players. There are some big ones. Jeremy Langford really comes to mind. Uh, we will get to daily daps as well. But uh, going over the top 100 will take a big chunk of our time. But first, if we can, 
Let's start start with our top headline. Sully, if you have that sound. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Don't watch the news. I want to start in Washington. How about Jordan Reed? He signs a massive five-year, $50 million extension, as was reported by multiple outlets. Um, the thing I love about this, too, is that he basically put it together for 14 games last year, and he called the deal solid. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's like, okay, you, you know didn't play for the vast majority of two years. You put it together. And he still got hurt, by the way, last year. <laughs> played 14 games. Uh, $50 million. You know what? That, that, that pretty solid offer. So, I mean, that's how I feel about getting, like, I don't know, like a burger from some place that I'm not really too excited about. But I'm like, yeah, there's really nothing else on the menu here. But this cheeseburger, hey, Aline, it, it, it looks Aline. pretty solid. Leave the analogies to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you give me one? When, when you what is this do, like? Okay, this is what. You, okay, what is this like? When you do the analogy, yes. Uh, they Are you going to give me an analogy to the analogy? You got to have something in so to give something in people's frame of mind. When you say burger, like people's minds can race. So you can be like, hey, like you're in Texas and you don't, you know, you want in and out, but you're like, ah, I guess there's a what a burger on every corner. I'll go try it out. Is it my first choice? No. Hot take. Fa- it- best fast food establishment <laughs> ever. Okay, Is what a burger? Yes. That's the oh. Stop. This might be yes. the last time you're invited on this Stop. show. Brings the people's elbow in and out. First of all, I will tell you this. It, I, I like Whataburger a lot. I love it. I like. I'm it from a lot. Texas, so I'm a little little. Slain I thought you were from Tennessee. I'm from. Te- I'm What's born, happening here? Born and like, raised in San Antonio, moved to he, Texas in sixth grade. He gets so, to but. change his elite. I, although I do that too, because yeah. I was born in Chicago uh, very yeah. early and then left uh, to California, so I can blame both when it suits me. So I appreciate that. Yes, I don't appreciate you saying that about Waterbury. Yeah, true. Because people who grew up in California. Like legitimately, will fist fight. Like people, I know they will. In and out is a part of their family. All right, now so here's the question. Right, uh, a lot of folks have uh, Gronk as the in and out of tight ends, the number one guy, and then Jordan Reed. Yes, a lot of folks have Jordan Reed as the number two tight end. It's kind of like agree, uh, disagree. Yeah, I when <laughs> yes, I, I I agree or disagree. <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> it is true. Yes, I either agree or I disagree. <laughs> Thank you, pal. Do you agree? I'm trying to think. It's like the hamburger habit is pretty good, but there's not enough of them, and Are that's what Jordan. Still Reed's talking like. about hamburger. Okay. okay, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like yes. The hamburger habit. Yes. Like that place. It's really good, but there's like one in California and like four in Nevada or whatever, so you don't get them all the time, and that's okay. what it's like with Jordan Reed. It's like it's great when I can get it. I would prefer. I, I would. I would go there every week if it was available to me. It's not available. I've got Jordan Reed as my third tight end. I've got Greg Olson second, but it's I would close. agree with that. It's close. See, to me, it's not. I don't think Jordan Reed's going to play all 16 games. We're talking about a redraft league, right? I mean, this is not DFS. If it's DFS and Jordan Reed's playing, yes, absolutely. Give me Jordan Reed. But we're talking season long here, are we not? Yeah. Right, but remember, remember how everybody said that same thing about Gronk uh, as of, you know, couple years ago it was yeah Gronk's great and I guess I'd make it my number one but I mean he's only gonna play you know 12 or 13 games it's now true. all of a sudden he's got a couple of years under his belt where he's played 15 16 games and that argument has gone out the window that's so that's a good point you are injury prone until you are not so I, I mean I, I think Olsen is slightly better and it has nothing to do with injuries I would be just fine if I miss Greg Olsen and I come back around and get Jordan Reed I'm cool with it okay all right, there you go. How about Melvin Gordon? He had microfracture surgery in January. Uh, how much concern 
uh, is there for Melvin Gordon, who a lot of folks, when he came out of Wisconsin, man, there was so much hype surrounding Melvin Gordon. Goes down to San Diego, you figure, okay, you're going to pair him with Phillip Rivers. They're going to get going. Didn't happen. Melvin Gordon looked absolutely terrible last year. Uh, what are his projections here for 2016? Wisconsin running backs, man. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Can I can I give an analogy here? Please? Because nope. I was all about ready to start driving the Melvin Gordon bandwagon for 2016. <laughs> okay. And it's sort of like you get in the car, you load up, you're on the freeway, and then somebody says, oh, I forgot to check the oil. Uh-oh. It's like, uh, oh, so then you have to stop and make sure everything's okay. Like, I still want to believe that Melvin Gordon's going to be okay this year. He's done. No, he's not done. <laughs> he's done. He's going to be better. He is going <laughs> to be better, and I really feel like he could I mean, be you feel confident in that, though? But I think he could be one of those kind of mid-round bargains, like a guy you get in, like, the fifth round. No. Outperforms. No. Adam Rank. Adam Rank. No, Rank is just shaking his head at me right his now. His knee is dangerous. I don't want to like, get knee. I don't want to like get getting an Xbox One for Christmas and having it not work. <laughs> You're so fired up. You're like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, why doesn't this thing work? Oh, and then the man. the bougie, you know, Sears brand knockoff Atari that I grew up with that ends up working, and that's Danny Woodhead. Okay, it still works. Still works. Danny Woodhead is the Atari I, of running backs. I, I get the, <laughs> okay. I get to uh, this analogy is falling apart quickly. I get to because uh, I'm you know cobbling together all the all the all the rankings and everything. Yes. Danny Woodhead just seems to be forgotten year in year out. I agree. And he's one of those guys that I I love to wait on running backs, and okay. I will sit there and I'll take him super late, and then I end up having to start him half the time at least as you're kind of uh, streaming them and doing things like that. And he's a reliable player and and when you look at the way the chargers how their season is going to unfold i don't expect them to be very good okay i expect them to be trailing in a lot of games which means they won't be in a lot of obvious running situations which means they're going to have to throw the ball a lot and in those packages danny woodhead is the more valuable player and i know a lot of people like to like they kind of like dip their toe in there and be like wait, wait, ppr like, no no no. i'm not saying p i'm saying standard, straight up straight up he's a valuable running back look at the guys like every year He's amongst the best, especially when you look at his points per game. Yeah. Uh, I think that he's way undervalued. And Melvin Gordon, it, it seems like a great idea. Like, you think, like, ah, oh, this is the 12th round. I'll, I'll take Melvin Gordon and see what happens. Like, why? You're just going to end up cutting him. <laughs> it's not working out. I, I don't think he'll get into the 12th round. Uh, I think somebody will take a stab at him. In at least by round nine. Yeah, I'm. You know, that's it's so funny because I'm like I'm way off on that. I'm so I have not put it into my mind. Yeah, like where I'm gonna put in um put these guys. Sure. Like the UCLA, uh, the kid who played at UCLA, he's with the Giants now. Um, not Farmer, but um, the running back, Paul Perkins. Oh, Paul Perkins. Perkins. Excuse me. Uh, I'm sitting there and I, I was doing a sleepers column or something, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make Paul Perkins one of my last picks. I'm yep. gonna love it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm gonna laugh at all you guys for not staying up late to watch UCLA games. He's gonna go out there and he's gonna sun a bunch of people, and you're all gonna be pissed because I'm gonna have him on my team. And I'm like, I feel pretty good about this. I'm feeling confident. Sure. And then Brad Evans is like, yeah, he'll be going in the ninth round. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> and then I I I had to I had to reach out to him. I'm right. like, hey Brad, I go um. You know, we don't have to give away the whole farm. Right. Like, I get it. We're trying to help people here. Okay. I get that. Are we, though? No, I'm not. Yeah, right. I'm like, hey, just just keep a couple to ourselves. I agree. You don't mind. I would agree with that. Uh, in Cleveland, Hugh Jackson calls Duke and Crow 
quote, as good of a duo as I've seen in a while. If by a while he means the last month, it's probably pretty accurate. Uh, I cannot <laughs> imagine. <clears throat> What's it? Like, he doesn't mean them as running backs, right? May, I, I think have, that's what special, he's talking about. Maybe, maybe they're they, a comedy team. Wait, what if they're really good at, like, horse or something? First of all, the whole, the whole like, Duke Crow that's a pretty sweet. That sounds name. like a band. It's kind of an awesome superhero. I, I think Crow. I think it could be a band, right? Uh, like a like a folk band, like Old Crow Medicine. I would agree with that. Mm. I like it. So I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's what he was referencing because I cannot imagine he's referencing them as a running back tandem. Uh, coming from Cincinnati, where he just saw Geo Bernard and Jeremy Hill, I cannot imagine Duke and Crow. Uh, being as good as that combination. But I, feel, I, feel I like, could be wrong. I don't know. I feel like we can just take these next two stories on our list and okay. merge them together as examples of off-season smokescreen. Okay. The next story is Why does, the Raiders GM. It's so weird, though, because the thing with um, Hugh Jackson, because, yeah. you know, we've had Byron Scott as the coach of the Lakers for the last couple of years. Right. Who would go out and just rip his young talent? Like, yeah. Oh, these guys aren't good. No. Yeah. So it's like. It, yeah, he doesn't deserve to play. Yeah, can some yeah. coach just strike, hit the middle, be like, yeah, like we'd like to improve, but eh, what are you going to do? Love the one you're with, right? <laughs> That's what we're going to do. I'm going to run. I mean, I guess i got to field the team. I mean, if, if I had to translate that into coach speak, I mean, couldn't you just be like, look, these guys got a lot to prove, and, and, I, and I believe in them. I think that's a solid middle ground. Yes. And also coach speak. It but, is. But here's the thing. The Raiders GM said DeAndre Washington – uh, the rookie out of Texas Tech, a running back they drafted in the later rounds. He is a, quote, complete back. For some reason, Alex Gelhar in this rundown asked us, is this sleeper potential? No. <laughs> Watch DeAndre Washington play like, I don't know, like 10 plays. No. Like, DeAndre Washington is a good player. I'm not even saying he's not he's not a good player, but he's a change of pace guy. That's it. That's what he is. He's 5'8", 205. Good speed, not great speed, but good speed. Uh, good pass-catching guy. Came from a wide-open system there in Texas Tech. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I like the I like the pick by the, the Raiders. I think it's a smart pick to get a change-of-pace guy. You know, a complete back? You know, it seems stop it. Certain, certain teams, certain franchises always have a problem filling certain positions. I mean, the Dodgers haven't had a third baseman since Ron Say. Okay. Um, <laughs> Adrian Beltre? <laughs> All right. But he wasn't that great with the Dodgers. How dare you? He left and went to Seattle and got better. Anyway. That's actually true. The point is, I just have a feeling that the Raiders are going to struggle to fill that running back spot adequately. I mean, Latavius Murray is good enough. But he's not he's not outstanding. He's not a tier one running back, and I don't know that he's going to be. And now if they're trying to, you know, force feed us this idea that DeAndre Washington is a complete back, come on, man. Stop. Come on, man. <laughs> come on. I don't – yeah, I just uh, – no. I, I do hate to play the old, uh, hey, he went to this college, so it's not going to translate, mm-hmm. except when it comes to Texas. Texas Tech. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Uh, like, there's just something – it's something about what's going on there. No, it, it – I just thought when they were drafting. Yeah. And I'll have to go back and look at some of the guys. Where would they take over. him? Sixth round? They took him late. It yeah. Was late. Fifth. Pretty late. Fifth round. Fifth round. Okay. I thought it was still, yeah, I thought it was still reasonable. Like, I was like, yeah, you could go for a better running back there. I, I don't know. It, it just seemed a little I think they want to. I, 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 I think they want to mix him in. I think they want to use him do. on third downs. Like, you saw Laddie Murray at any time last right. year. You're like, yeah, they need help. Right. They really do need a running back. I wish they would have addressed it a little bit sooner in the draft. I, I kind of wish they had taken a page out of the Cowboys book 
and the Cowboys didn't necessarily have a need at running back, but they said, you know what, for our team to make that next step, we need a really solid running back, and we're going to look back at the days of the triplets with Aikman, Emmett, and sure. Michael Irvin, and try to replicate that a little bit here with Tony Romo, Des, Des. Bryant, and we'll throw in Ezekiel Elliott, and we'll see what happens. And right. I feel the Raiders are very close to uh, to that as well. And where you got your franchise quarterback, Amari Cooper, I think is going to be one of the breakout stars of the league in 2016. Why not have a running back that you think that you could kind of build your offense okay. around? There was there was enough guys there in this draft that I think you could have tried to go in a little bit sooner than you did waiting until the fifth round. Any sleeper potential for DeAndre Washington? I mean, he's an NFL player. Okay. Who's so not a star. Okay. So yes. So, so yeah. <laughs> okay. Tell you, absolutely. Yes. All right. Okay. Uh, MG, what do you think? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, I think he's not draft. He's, 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 he's not, he's not a draftable guy. No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. All right. Sam Bradford, uh, returns to Eagles practice. Does it mean anything? <laughs> Does that mean anything? It means he's Bro, back been here the whole time. No, he <laughs> that's, that's inaccurate. The opposite. <laughs> that is inaccurate. He just got punked so hard. I know. He just got like, crushed. he just looked terrible. He got crushed on social media. I hope he doesn't have Twitter because man. He it looks was, it looks worse than his destroyed. oversized shoulder pads. He was the kid who threw a tantrum in the middle of the store, and his mom just was like, "Whatever, whatever, bro." <laughs> Walking away, and all the patrons just look at him, and they yeah. they they shaking their heads. They sympathize with the mother, right? right. Like, hey, yeah, not the kid. Your right. kid sucks. Yeah. And walks away. You know what I'm saying? I hear that you. happens. Does it mean I, I, anything I knew that for that Philly good. offense? Everybody used to shoot that look to my mom. Okay, when I was a youngster. So, uh, for the Philly offense, they really do need, but. They could go um, with Chase Daniel. Like, there's really – I don't think that there's much of a difference between the two. I think they don't want to rush – here's the thing. They don't want to rush Carson Wentz out there. That's Everybody true. says that. Right. Week nine, he's starting. Like, okay. it's just the way it goes. Like, well, that's not – I mean, in today's NFL, that's waiting. Every yeah, I know. Every time they're like, we're going to give this guy a red shirt year. And it's like, ah, Blake Bortles is starting a week. Right. Like, it doesn't – like, that doesn't work out. Like, yeah. it, Carson Wentz is playing at some point. Hopefully that the line is playing well enough so he's not being uh, besieged. Mm-hmm by the pass rush, but he's going to go out there and he's going to play at some point this season, so it really doesn't matter. And how healthy – I mean, Sam Bradford would probably stay healthy for, like, what, six games? Yeah. Let him play those six games. He'll get go. hurt. Put in Chase Daniel till it's like, all right, a, we've a given little bridge. up on the season. Yeah. Now we're going to go out and we're going to put in our guy. Hey, there you go. And I – you know what? And he's – now, he's not the guy I think it's going to do. I think that Paxton Lynch. That Paxton Lynch character? I really – it bums me out that that Denver just was able to pull that move off. Why is he get the guy. I, I think he's going to be the best one. Ooh, I really do. I know you're a you're a golf fan, but I, I am. Just, I don't see it. I like Wentz too. I like Wentz too. I, I just uh, I the well, we're not going to. If it. he was a four year starter at a small school, like I'm into that. But it's like, yeah, he was injury prone at North Carolina State. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 good cute. Point. Like Steve McNair. Good point. Good point. I might be romanticizing the past, but I think that like Steve McNair was like a legit college star for four. He was years. a no, he was a legit star. I mean, he was a guy that you saw highlights of on Sports Center, like for I, like a couple of years. I didn't know who Carson Wentz was until like March. It's a good. Daniel point. Jeremiah pulled him out of the air. Right. I mean, I don't know. Like, Daniel Jeremiah, he's like the Paul Heyman of NFL scouts where he's like, I'm just going to take somebody obscure and I'm going to make him a thing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I gotta, I gotta, all of a sudden, here comes – I got to have my boy DJ's back because I'm, I'm a production assistant. Okay. okay. He's, he's, he does his homework. Oh, wait a minute. Not he, I, of course. Absolutely. I just gave DJ a huge compliment. I know. I'm just saying. I'm not I'm just searching. No, I think it's great. I, I, think, I know. I but you're saying pulling it out of the air. Like, Well, no. What Adam Rick is saying – Nobody was talking about him. 
Wentz, Wentz had no, there was there was no draft expert talking right. about Carson draft, Wentz draft until expert. DJ. Right, right. Until DJ True. did it. I mean, he won four. Everyone four titles. People were if I it, mean, people knew who he was. Okay, people people knew who he was. It's yeah. like it's like going to the comic book store because it was free comic book day on Saturday and listening free to comic book day talking about talking about like obscure comic book characters and yeah. like really getting into it. Like those people knew who Carson Wentz. I'm talking about the the fans. <laughs> People, even people who follow college football, because he's right. not a Division One college star. It's not like somebody was playing. Like, if there's a standout at San Diego State, you'll eventually see him of on course. TV or something like that. Right. This guy, nobody was seeing, unless you watch. I mean, my birthday is in December, so I always love the one double A playoffs. Well, the really first, like, the first game a, too was uh, when they went on the road to Montana. They, that Montana game was great. right. I, I right. kind of get it. So I kind of, but again. Nobody no. was talking about him until DJ brought him. And I think what Rank is yeah. saying is that DJ sure. is a, just a straight I mean, trendsetter. DJ is no, he is. Best. He is a trendsetter. No, I agree. That is, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like you interjecting. He's a beast. There. No, okay. <laughs> uh, let's talk best. about top 100s. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Before you yes, go please. on to answer your Sam Bradford Twitter question. Yes. Uh, I couldn't find one, but I uh, uh, an official one. Okay. But he has a uh, at Sam Bradford sleeves. Bradford sleeves. So. Uh, you might be able to get a hold of him there. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, possibly. <laughs> we shall see. Uh, that's good. I hope he's. I, if he if he was on social media, a lot of folks probably like, bro. Would you be delete your Twitter account? So, if you were a uh, an NFL quarterback, would you have a Twitter account? I would not. I think quarterback, you can't. There's too much criticism, and everybody goes like, people come after you way too much. Right. And Unless you're like Aaron Rodgers. No, like even his, like it makes him look worse. You think he so? doesn't. He does not. I feel like the only quarterback who is hurt by his Twitter account is well, two. There's there's RG three and Colin Kaepernick because they're way oh, too yeah. sensitive. Right. They're way That's too true. sensitive. Yeah. Right. And then they start posting nonsensical stuff. Yeah. I don't like it. Inspirational quotes. <laughs> Those are my best. <laughs> Those are my. Favorite. Uh, can we talk about top one hundred? Yes. No. All right. Let's talk about <laughs> NFL. Yeah, NFL.com slash. I have the whole list. Can we go into it? Yeah, please. Of the NFL top one hundred, like the guy who's going to win it all. Uh, My, how is nobody stopping me? I, first of all, I don't have. Them. I would. Uh, I would <laughs> say no. It is but a huge secret. <laughs> I knew it was very top. unlikely you had the top. It's record. funny because you'll ask them like, "Hey, we're we're, we're doing something." Who's you just asked? No, <laughs> it can't. no, 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 no. I thought literally. I thought I was going to be thrown in jail. <laughs> they made me go out to the security office. We are Between talking that about the, the schedule top. release. It's, it's oh, the schedule. That's Here, the here's worst. the problem. Here's yeah. the, the people at home are very confused right now. They're, they came in trying to listen to a fantasy podcast. Instead, they got Adam Rank talking about nonsense. That's right. Did I not give a legitimate take about the Raiders? <clears throat> All right, not so even top, two minutes ago. <laughs> top one hundred. We're talking about the top one hundred, not the top one hundred players in the Pat NFL Simmons. today. That's, right. That's a great show that you can find. It's a great on show. Network. But that I mean, we're we're we could we could uh, we could. Plug we're talking about top one hundred fantasy players for twenty sixteen. Not the top 100 from 2015. We're projecting ahead, giving you our top 100 going into next year. And we'll start at the number one overall position. Uh, we've got a lot of different names here. So here's the, here's the list. It's, it's Fabs. It's Marcus. It's Adam Rank. It's Ad, uh, Alex Gelhar, who unfortunately is not here to defend his some of his more interesting picks. So we're going to just trash him. We're going to trash the crap out of him. Um, I'm in. And uh, I, I just made a top 100 list yesterday as well at the behest of uh, Adam Rank. Thank you for getting on me to uh, to make that list. Oh, uh, I was very uh, – I it's funny because uh, if anybody watches the Danger Zone, uh, this will come as no surprise, but our top three, not necessarily in the same order, but the top three guys. There you go. 
All right, so the top three. <clears throat> Let's talk about the top number one overall. Fab says Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Marcus Grant, talk about your pick. Number one overall. Uh, I got Todd Gurley because I, I know that it has become kind of passe to go running back at the top of the draft. But I, just, I feel like there are so few franchise running backs right now um, that if there's a chance for you to grab one, I think you go out and you do it early. And I like Todd Gurley over Le'Veon Bell or Adrian Peterson or Jamal Charles. It's a combination of youth and upside and just flat-out nastiness and ability. And, and I think he has all of that. I, I know he doesn't doesn't necessarily catch passes the way we've seen with Le'Veon Bell, but I don't think it's uh, a lack of ability. I just think it's kind of a lack of opportunity. And until Jared Goff kind of gets going and figures things out a little bit, I think that the Rams are going to lean very heavily on Gurley. And so I, I think that, uh, you know, there are no sure things. There's never a sure thing. But I feel like if there is something close to one, it's Gurley at the top. So Alex Gelhart and Adam Rank both have Antonio Brown number one. But here's it's, it's interesting to me, right, because – uh, I think, Marcus, you got Le'Veon 2. Alex has Le'Veon 2. Adam, you and I are a little bit more aligned here with Le'Veon Bell's value. Yes. You've got him at 6. Yes, sir. I've got him all the way down at 8. I Of the of us uh, 4, 5, uh, I've got him the lowest. I, I've got him at 8. You um, may, yeah. I actually was thinking about dropping him a little bit. Um, tell me why you've got Antonio Brown number 1. I like the consistency. Yeah, And I feel that he's the best receiver in the game, and I understand uh, I don't want to give away who your pick was, but I, I really feel confident with him, and I think that the Steelers' offense, I, I think it, it goes to show like how great this is when the two guys that we're debating the most about, it seems to be Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown, just how prolific that offense is. Right. Um, Isn't that insane? Todd Haley has him playing well, and Ben Roethlisberger, you know, he, he never gets into the conversation as elite quarterback, unless you're talking to Dave Damashek. But outside <laughs> of that, like, a lot of people don't talk about him as an elite quarterback, but right. we're talking about an offense that has the top receiver, the top running back in fantasy football. Now yeah. they, they've, uh, they've added Laddie Green, which should help with them. They do miss a little bit because Martavis Bryant is a bigger part of that offense than a lot of people think. But Marcus Wheaton should be able to come in there and step in and Sleeper provide some big Yeah, time. definitely. And so I like Antonio Brown to just get the get so many targets in a great offense, and I think that it's feasible for him to approach twenty touchdowns. I actually think he'll get about twenty touchdowns. Woo! Big he's time have, number. I think he's going to have one of those magical seasons, and yeah. he's going to go out there and dominate. And I know last year, in all my leagues where I was able to nab Antonio Brown, save for one, I think I won all of them because it was such a great thing uh, to have somebody that you can count on week yeah. in, week out, and even though. The, the the weeks with Michael Vick were straight-up Dukes, but even with Landry Jones, he was out there and he was able to do pretty well. And when you have the wide re- – when you have a wide re- – when your wide receivers are good, yeah, it makes your, your fantasy season, like, so – so much easier, and I know, and I and I talk about this team that I play with with my buddies in Chicago, uh, where I had Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Hello. Allen Robinson, all good, guys. and I was benching AJ Green. Oh God, because like you, we started two and had one flex, and it was just crazy. So I, it's just a great cushion to have there, and I think the running backs are so interchangeable. Like Marcus said, there's really not a lot of franchise running backs that you can count on week in week out. So I would rather have. The wide receiver that I know is going yeah. to be consistent and put up points each and every week. So in my top 100, I actually have Odell Beckham Jr. number one. Saucy, over. I like it. Saucy, and, and the reason and the reason for it is because again we're watching a guy who's already a superstar, 
and he is still, I, I think, figuring his way out into this league. I think he's still got potential to be even better. I think when the Giants now, you know, um, with their with their new head, I think it's going to be a more wide open system. I love the draft pick of Sterling Shepard opening up stuff uh, for Odell Beckham Jr. as well. I'm really I'm all in uh, on both Odell Beckham and Eli Manning. I'm all in on, on both of those guys. I really think they're going to have a special season this year. Um, I've got them number one overall. It was very close because my number two guy is Antonio Brown. As I mentioned, I got Le'Veon Bell all the way down at eight because, you know, just so many concerns over injuries. But I think about injuries, too, to Antonio Brown uh, versus Odell Beckham. Uh, Antonio Brown, look, he got, I mean, just laid out in the playoffs. You're telling me that NFL DBs aren't taking notice of that and saying, you know what, man? Bro, he got he got hit in the head. I mean, I would <laughs> can't I mean, hit him like that. You can't go I would AJ say, Styles right. and club him in the head. I would say if that's your concern, right. I would have more worries about Odell Beckham because I think the people one are gunning thing, for him. Well, the the one thing we saw, nobody saw the Josh Norman thing, <laughs> right? I mean, not so not so much that, but just the fact that the the one thing people have said about him is that you can be physical with him and yeah. you can take him out of his game a little bit and okay. you can get in his head a little bit more. You know, the thing with Antonio Brown was just the flat out, you know, outside the, the bounds uh, of propriety no, no, I agree. sort of thing. No, I, agree. Um, I mean, if that's what it takes to slow Antonio Brown down, then, well, you know, sorry about your luck. Legal hits think- across the middle of the playoffs. Look, there's a little bit of that for me, and, and a lot more of it has injury concerns due to, to Ben Roethlisberger. I know he, he played okay with Jones, but, um, again, I, I still think there's a lot of concern there for me. Eli Manning. Who's, who's Eli's backup? I have no idea, but hey, Eli Manning still, has been it's still Ryan Nassib. Yeah, I think you're right, but Eli Manning has been an absolute workhorse. He's been an Iron Man out there, which um, means he's due to get hurt. He's due. Okay, that's fair enough. He's like 38. So look, here, uh, here's my old. he's my here's my top three, and, and it's all wide receivers: Odell, Antonio Brown, and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, look, I don't mean to to talk down Antonio Brown. I love him. I've got him number two overall. So I mean, clearly, you know, I I I, I see Antonio Brown as being an absolute beast. Um, I've got I've got four we, wide we, receivers in the top flip, four. Okay, we flip flop uh, Antonio Brown in OBJ. We both have DeAndre Hopkins three and Julio at four. Jones at number four. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, that's uh, but, but that's I mean when you're sitting there that like, you want I think about consistency and and you know again when you're sitting on the top of the draft I'm just I am so concerned about injuries. Yeah, that's my number one thing. You know, and it, you know the one thing about Le'Veon Bell too. Yeah, and and a lot of people have told me this who've questioned why I had him a little bit lower than most people is I'm a, I'm afraid that he will lose some time to D'Angelo Williams because he played so well I last agree. year. And and here's the thing: a lot of people come back to it like, well, you know, when he came off his suspension, D'Angelo Williams went to the bench. Right. And you're right, but now you're talking about an injury. Now right. they're like, because when. I, I, I would imagine that the Steelers coaching staff looks at this now and says, yeah, I kind of wish we would have eased him back in. Right. Maybe we shouldn't have rushed him back in. Maybe we should have used D'Angelo a little bit more. And they could start floating more towards a committee because they realize if we would have had Le'Veon Bell Game in the over. playoffs, Game over. they probably win the AFC. I or they're at least in the, They would have beaten Denver for sure. I don't disagree with that. I really honestly don't disagree with that. It's it's interesting. When I look at my running back rankings, I've got Todd Gurley as my number one running back. Then I've got Zeke Elliott, then David Johnson, then Le'Veon Bell. I know a lot of that, a lot of that is projecting. Like, I'm, I'm thinking, okay. That's what we do here. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes these – no, but I mean, because here's the thing. Sometimes these rankings 
Um, I think they. I, I think a lot of times rankings favor too heavily 2015 production. That's just my opinion. Um, and it's hard to get away from that. Maybe I, rookie hype. Rookie, Elliott. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, man? Here's I, I, you're ranking the that sweet offensive line against her. I am. Yeah, and, and I'm also ranking the fact that Darren McFadden. I like it. I'm ranking the fact that Darren McFadden got 1,400 total yards last year. Darren McFadden got yes. 1,400 total yards last now you're year. Now you're getting. Now you're getting a. Stallion. And he wasn't even the starter. Right. Going into the season, that's yeah. amazing. No, here's no, here's I what like I that. here's what I say to that, and I'm sorry if I cut you off. No, no, good. Continue. Um, when anybody questions how – because Ezekiel Elliott is way – I have him at fifth overall. He's my number one running back. And people are like, this is crazy. And I said, look at, look at it this way. Think of the impact Todd Gurley had last year. Yes. Not playing a full season. Right. Playing on a team with a head coach who really doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> without a quarterback. <laughs> no, I, I don't mean – okay, listen. He, Just I'm, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I don't mean that in a bad <laughs> way. <laughs> 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 but no re- no receivers around him. So now Ezekiel Elliott is walking into a, a team with probably the best offensive line in football with a quarterback who is a upper echelon quarterback in the league and Des Bryant who is ready to come back and take over the league once again. This is the perfect situation for him. I right. think anybody – right. Any and again, and I, I know you're making a joke about overranking the offensive line, or anything, really like any running back. Goes, if if no, Freddie I agree. Morris, if if they wouldn't have drafted Ezekiel Elliott, I would have Freddie Morris in the top fifty. I I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I would I would be into it, but he's the guy they drafted him fourth overall. They're going to play him. I know it's like I know they got other running backs there, but you don't draft somebody fourth overall right. to sit the bench. I agree. Not when you want to win a Super Bowl this year. Uh, where does Marcus Marcus? Where do you got uh, Zeke? You uh, got him at nine. I got him at nine. I mean, he's my. So th- we all have him pretty darn high. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I mean, I just don't think he's getting <coughs> out of the first round. And no. you know, I've I've seen kind of like I'm sure like you guys have plenty of people who think it's nuts to consider a rookie that highly in drafts. But I just think the situation mixed with his. T- I mean, we talk about the guy who was far and away considered the number one running back prospect in the draft. I mean, it wasn't even close. And he's going to the team with the best offensive line in football. Yeah. I just don't know how that doesn't add up <laughs> to great production. I think a lot of folks, you know, the naysayers, I think, will say uh, Melvin Gordon, bro. You know, but I, I, you know, again, I think it's a different. But he wasn't um, going to a team with a great offensive line. No, he was not. The Charger offensive line different. is a dumpster fire. It is not good. Ezekiel Elliott. Not good was dominant for a good team that really was kind of struggling at the quarterback position. Wisconsin has a system to where running backs will go and do well. And Does you Indiana have, have that system now too? Pardon? Does Indiana have a system now too? They kind of do as well. And that's and that's the thing. And I know we'll start talking about Jeremy Langford. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because everybody's going to be super hyper on Jordan Howard, including me. Um, <laughs> including me? Okay. I, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be that person. Yeah. But – but Wisconsin sets their running backs up to look really well. And I guess, you know, in, in some respects, you could say in the NFL, yeah, the Cowboys are kind of doing that with their running backs too, but they've got an elite talent. Uh, somebody, it's hard to imagine a, outside of Todd Gurley and Adrian Peterson, guys who are coming into the league who are this ready to play as Ezekiel Elliott. Well, speaking of uh, Jeremy Langford, can we, can we talk about Jeremy Please, Langford? can we? Here's the thing. Jeremy Lang- there was not. I don't know if there was a bigger discrepancy in ranking a guy than Jeremy Lankford because Fabs and Marcus have Jeremy Lankford in the high 40s. Adam Rank, you've got him in the mid-60s. Alex Gelhar has him in the mid-80s. That's kind of what I was wondering, too. That's what I was wondering. Um, That's a big-time discrepancy. 
I'm actually the most hyper on him. I've got him at 31 overall. Wow. That's high. I get it, but I'll stick to my guns. It's bold strategy, Cotton. I- I'll stick to my guns, man. See how it plays out for you. <laughs> <laughs> bold strategy. I mean, God. look, the, the, way, the way I look at it yeah. is I know that the Bears don't seem all that sold on him, although the last thing I've read is that Jordan Howard seems to be more of a compliment rather than somebody who's going to challenge for the starting job. When it's all said and done, Jeremy Langford is still a starting running back in the National Football League. Right. And just that alone, I think, puts him somewhere in the first four to five rounds just because they're right you know there aren't a lot of situations there are increasingly more situations where you don't know how the pecking order goes and as long as you at least know that Jeremy Langford's going to start and in theory get the bulk of the touches I mean I think that that gives him some sort of value to me somebody's gonna prove that Jeremy Langford doesn't deserve the rock that's the thing. Like, Kadeem Carey, he's going to come in and vulture TD work. That's what people are saying. People are saying, oh, Jordan Howard, they're going to mix it. You know what? These guys got to prove it to me first. So, like, for me, I'm, I'm working I'm, – I'm operating under the umbrella that Jeremy Langford is not just the starter, but he's the prohibitive starter, and that he will get work everywhere on the football field. Until somebody can prove me otherwise, that's, that's the – I guess the kind of the mo that I'm that I'm working with right now, Adam Rank disagrees. You've got him in the '60s. I do. I remember in the moment, yes, really enjoying Jeremy Langford and thought that the work that he was doing as Matt Forte's backup was pretty good. And I'm like, oh, okay, look, this guy. And I mean, the writing was on the wall. You knew this was going to be for, or you knew last year was going to be Forte's, Forte's final year. season. Mm-hmm. With the Bears, and you're like, oh, I feel pretty comfortable with this. And so next year, you just figure like, oh, this is going to be a, a third-round running back. He's going to do come out and do great. And then you went back and, and kind of watched the games again, and you're just like, mm, there's just there's something about it that's just not striking me as somebody who's going to come in and just take over take over that position and run with it. And if you look at if you look at uh, John Fox's history, yeah, uh, as a head coach, he's really favored. A, a multiple running back system. Two running backs. Yeah. I mean, D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart for the longest time in Carolina. Yep. And even back when he had Deshaun Foster when they made their run to the Super Bowl. Deshaun Foster. That's his, a name uh, I haven't heard in a while. That's a great yeah. pull. I love it. Yes, great pull. The pride of Tustin High. Yeah. He he was a college – he was a high school – I think him and Doug Gottlieb were at high school at the same time. Were they? Yeah, I'm trying to think because they were – if not, they were really close. Okay, and just like, know Tustin. That. And, like, Tustin is not like – no. This, yeah, it's it, not some powerhouse it, program. It's a fine place. Anybody listening? <laughs> hey, look, I, he, I enjoy the Tustin Brewing. He and Carson Palmer played one of the greatest high school playoff games against right. one another. Tustin versus uh, Rancho Santa Margarita. Lovely. Uh, that was huge. You know, classic. I, that always is one of the cool things, like when a public high school has somebody mix like Sean Foster. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just like, it's just so cool to watch them because you know, you know, Rancho Santa Margarita is recruiting people, and Carson Palmer is probably right. getting a free car from them. Wow. Or whatever was going <laughs> I'm not saying. Oh. Saying probably. Oh, wow. Probably. Wow. Uh, probably getting paid about the same you oh. got paid at Can US. you explain? Wow. Can you just explain your 64th? It's that's, in. That's at Adam Rank. It's in a really Good. affluent part of God. Orange County. Like, even, like, for Orange County, that's a little Orange County. MG, uh, your boys with uh, with Alex Gellhart here. Oh, wait. Any, any explanation as to why he's got uh, Langford 86th overall. Oh, I, I know. Where is he vacationing right now? 
Uh, he Wisconsin. Would be in Wisconsin. There it is. Mic drop. <laughs> Boom. Are you saying go pack go? I do think <laughs> a lot of it has to do with go pack no. The yes. the Bears' seeming insistence on trying to find somebody as a compliment. I also think it's because. Uh, I know that you know Alex has made a big deal of the fact that Langford has not been great catching the football. And everybody remembers was it the Monday night game against the Chargers when he had that ridiculous diving catch and and he made a couple of nice plays. But right. generally speaking, he struggled when it came to catching the football. I don't I disagree with uh, that. I think that's one of the big things. I don't disagree uh, with that. One of the big takeaways for Alex there. But but that I don't think that I don't think a John Fox to me I don't I don't remember a John Fox offense really relying on a lot of uh, running back checkdowns. That's that's just off the top of my head. I haven't done research on that, but um, and again, when you look at when you look at what's out there, okay, uh, they've got Zach Miller at the tight end position, uh, eating up some targets underneath. Uh, it's not like you know uh, the Kevin White kid is going to be asked to do some things as well. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, obviously, they're going to be eating a ton of targets as well. So uh, the reason I have him, you know, at thirty-one and not even higher is the fact that I'm kind of already building that into that argument, which is I don't think he's going to get a lot of passing down work anyways. But he is a starter. He, you know, he can catch. He actually isn't, like, that was one of his things coming He's in. not Alfred Morris. He was a, no, but he's a decent receiver out of the bat. Although, although one of the first games he came in was against Minnesota, and okay. he dropped a crucial, it was either them or Detroit, where he just dropped a crucial pass. No, it was Minnesota. Dropped a crucial pass, and you're like, that cost them the game and cost the season. That and the Detroit game. Okay. Not that the season was going to work out to be that well anyways. We're like, look, at what, 8-8? Eight and eight? So Jeremy Lankford is a guy that uh, has some wide discrepancies. There's, I don't think there's any question He's about volatile, it. but it, listen, they always say this in the regular NFL draft. It just takes one. One person to just say, you know what, I'm going to draft him in the fourth round or whatever. Right. I want a running back. I think like after people... Depending on who I would, I would imagine most people draft with a combination of folks who there's going to be the, your receiver heavy first going right off the bat, and there's okay. going to be your running back people. So when you get into the third round and you're like, if you went receiver receiver, you're like, I need a running back. And you're like, I would normally never take Jeremy Langford here, but he's probably one of the best options. I think you got to adjust your mic, pal. You're cutting in and out. I listen. I'm not in control of that. <laughs> no, you are. How am I doing that? Maybe I'm talking. No, no, you're not. Hey, listen, uh, can we also talk about Devontae Parker? Because, again, Alex Gelhart unimpressed uh, with Devontae Parker. He's got uh, you've Adam Rank, Fabs, and Marcus kind of all in line. Uh, 75th through, you know, 60-ish, late 60s, mid-70s-ish in terms of ranking Devontae Parker. Where do I got him? Oh, I got him at 73 as well. So there you go. Uh, it, meanwhile, Alex Gelhar doesn't even have him in the top 100. Yeah. All right. I th- but I think I think, I think think a lot of that goes back to the fact that I know Alex liked Leon. I'm just sitting here just putting words on Alex. Please. Alex, please. Um, I know he liked Leontay Carew, and I think he feels like the receiver position has gotten a little crowded there okay. in Miami. I still think Devontae Parker. I just, I just can't imagine after one year – they're ready to quit on this guy. You know what's so interesting about this, though, is the fact that I actually think what's more interesting is that we're all so in line with Devontae Parker because, you know, once you get this late in your rankings in the top 100, there's wide variance on players, like super wide variance. The fact that we all have him within like 10 picks of each other I think is uh, is pretty interesting. Uh, how about T.Y. Hilton? What is he going to do? Adam Rick, you've got him 35th overall. You like him. Yeah, I 
I think that the uh, Colts did a pretty decent job in the draft of addressing their offensive line needs. Andrew Luck is not going to be as terrible as he was last year. And Good God, I hope not. I believe that T.Y. is going to be able to bounce back. And, of course, when you say – when you look at my rankings, it's it's different, I feel, because I, I, I'm so heavier with wide receivers up front yeah. that I might not necessarily believe that T.Y. Hilton is one of the top 40. But, I mean, when you're drafting – Okay. Uh, wide receiver heavy, but uh, but as for comparison's sake, like I would take somebody like Keenan Allen or Julian Edelman over him, but I would definitely draft him in front of Emmanuel Sanders, Jeremy Macklin, uh, maybe even Doug Baldwin too. I, I still want to see a little bit more of that. That's one I think uh, over the coming months because I think uh, we have to- S- Seattle is going to be doing some different things, and uh, yeah, so Seattle's going to be doing some different things with CJ Prosite. And um, so I, I don't know. I, I it's it's a weird thing, but I, I but I do believe that Ty is going to bounce back a little bit. I think I mean, the Colts will be a little bit better. I, I do think you know. Obviously, Andrew Luck coming back changes a lot of things in that offense. I mean, that's going to be a big deal. But I also feel like we have pretty much approached the ceiling for Ty Hilton. I, I don't know that he's going to be much better than he was a couple of years ago. I mean, I think he's a he's a nice option. He's not. I think once upon a time, the Colts and a lot of people looked at T.Y. Hilton as the guy who would take over when Reggie Wayne stepped away and would be the. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't think he's, he's gonna not be that, that guy. guy. He's not going to be. He's that not guy. that guy. You he's know, one di- he's too one dimensional. You know, was it last or two years ago? Uh, he had thirteen hundred yards, seven touchdowns. I mean, I think that's that's not bad. Those aren't bad numbers at no. all. But I think that's about what you can expect from T.Y. Hilton in any given year, which makes him a nice, you know, wide receiver two, wide receiver three option for you. You uh, have him at number forty four. Mm-hmm. Which is cool because it's like it's interesting to watch the way the rankings were unfolding because Alex has him at fifty nine, uh, our good friend the franchise had him at seventy, and so it's interesting because obviously I'm a little bit more bullish on him than than most people. It's good yeah, for me to know I'm really not, you know, that when you're well when I'm in my draft and I'm sitting there and I'm looking like oh I could take. T.Y. Hilton or somebody else, or even Jeremy Macklin, for instance. Like, right. I could get both of them. Right. It's like people hate T.Y. for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Again, and it's something that you were talking about, about people put too much emphasis on last year's production. Sure. Are, we, are we drafting based on last year's number or what you think this team could do this year? Mm-hmm. And I think the Colts are going to be better, although their division's going to be tougher. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, because Jags, that D's no joke anymore. Houston's They're still got to deal with J.J. Watt twice a year. Yeah. Maybe but Andrew Luck has, has not struggled uh, terribly against the Texans, has he? I think he's played pretty well, as a matter of fact. Yeah. If, if, if last year was just a weird, like... Yeah, I'm throwing out last year, man. Last People year was, are overreacting. Yeah, last year was, was crazy. People act like... With the Andrew Colts. Like, with, the, with the Colts. With yeah. the Colts, not right. everybody. Yeah. I mean, because I think people... you you. People put emphasis on last year because they get burnt all the right. time. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I mean, you got you got to put some weight on it. You know, but. you know, you know what was interesting? It was like, where do I put Eddie Lacy? Right? Because right, like, just getting roasted. I, oh my god! I absolutely, I couldn't handle it. I could not handle Eddie Lacy last year. I'm gonna start photo sending out photoshops of fat Eddie Lacy again, <laughs> just to kind of like just to like slow calm, the train down, calm things <laughs> down a little bit. It's ridiculous. It's getting out of control. Oh, yeah. It is. You know? It's getting out of control. Dude's taking pictures with, Tony, with Tony Horton. I mean, you know, he's you know, drinking his Herbalife shakes or whatever. Like, this is not going to work like out. Tony Stark. This drinking. is not going to work out for me drafting him yeah. in the mid-third round and having him be my RB1 all year. Um, it's funny, though, like, people who lose weight that quickly, 
Like, they're the ones who have the most trouble keeping it off. True. And I say this as a former fat guy. It's like, <laughs> you got to do the slow burn, and it's got to take a year, and you really got to make some sort of lifestyle choices. And it's cool, you know, it's cool for a month. Like, to show up, when he showed up as ripped as he was, it actually made me feel worse. It's like, all right, Why? well, it's cool. Good, you tried for a month. Like, what's going to happen in June when nobody's watching you? And you show up to camp, you're like, ah, because he'll get. But here's the big thing: he'll get into that contract year, brother. Contract year. But again, like he's let himself go in the past, and now he's going to be sitting there in June playing Madden, and he's going to be like, ah, I'm going to be going to training camp soon. Maybe I'll go to Del Taco and get a couple of burritos. Like it's. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't disagree with you for 2017. There's I'm not touching Eddie Lacy in 2017, but in 2016 contract year the dude's already getting ripped up i'm in i'm all in you know all about uh, the benjamins uh eddie lacy for alex gelhar alex gelhar's got him at 18 overall um that sounds pretty high until you look at my list and i've got him at 14 overall. what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) i've got him at 14 overall that's how much i'm investing i've got him over lamar miller over doug martin that's how much i believe I know we don't have Doug Martin on in the, the list. In the P90X and the, and, the, and the contract. As an aside, I'm really yeah. sort of torn on how to feel about Doug Martin this year. Because last Please. year, I was, I was a big Doug Martin cheerleader. Yeah. I also was a big Doug Martin cheerleader as an RB2. He yeah. kind of, by default, ended up as an RB1 because yeah. everyone else died. That's true. Um, <laughs> That's true. So now, like, I don't <laughs> It know. was a Scorsese, uh, Scorsese I mean, ending it was for the like, RBs It was year. like Game of Thrones with like running backs dropping left and right. Right. So I don't know how to feel about him this year because I think he can be okay again. But, okay. I, you know, like he's certainly not an RB1. I think he's back to a running back two again this year. But I don't know that people are going to draft him. I think people are going to look. I think Who's what's the John this Snow year, of running backs? The John Snow. He might be the John Snow of running yeah. backs. Like, you know, he, had a great, he had a great future. He had high – I mean, he's a guy who kind of came – you know, from a less respected program, he had uh, <laughs> he had, but but he, he came out the box strong. Okay. Suddenly, there were high hopes for him, right? And then he died. Yeah, uh, and then he was resurrected last <laughs> That's year. Right. So That's I true. Think, I think he is. He the John is Snow. the John Snow. There it is. There what it is. the hell are you talking about? <laughs> what is John Snow? You uh, don't Game of Thrones. Game Come on now. Oh jeez, I don't like that make believe <laughs> crap. Oh, says, I'm not come on. says Mr. DC Comics here. Uh, yeah, says, but that says the wrestling fan. Yeah, what? Do, I don't understand what you mean by any of that. Okay, okay. Uh, Wait, uh, DC, like that's they're on Earth. Like Earth exists. <laughs> are, you, are you so are you so arrogant that you don't think that there's life on oh, other planets? God. You don't know. Okay, all right. You don't know. Uh, you're, lucky. you're lucky. Somebody. We like are approaching. Is walk, we need to, we need to shame Bell. We are. We- <laughs> Shut up. We are approaching <laughs> the end of the podcast. I, I love is there, the, is there the somebody of, else? The Game of Thrones people yeah. just get so crazy. Like, oh, it's the greatest like like this is the thing. It's like it's like listening to people talk about fantasy football and trying to talk up Eddie Lacey. You get enough people in the room and go, Oh, this is the greatest show ever. Listen. Contract it's, year, bro. It's fine, yeah. Is it is it Jon Snow's contract year? <laughs> I don't know. Is it, we're, we're, when is Doug Martin's contract coming up? But then, no. You know what? That, that also, like, and it's so funny because Game of Thrones comes on. I think it comes on the same time every week, I'm guessing. Uh, Sunday. And people I don't get, watch it now, but yeah, Sunday. But is. people get so bent. Like, how dare you? You tweet about this. You know us here on the West Coast. We don't have, like, oh, how about this? How about you put down, put down Twitter for three hours then? 
and shut up. Like I don't and you and if you have HBO, you get the East Coast feed. That's true. So it's like it's it's a real and simple HBO fix. Go. No, so, you have it on HBO Go. Yeah. So you want the entire world not to talk about something because you can't. Let's like if somebody walked up during the draft and was like, "Hey, you know what? But I, it, I can't watch the draft, brother." And you guys, how is this, like, how is this different than not giving Star Wars spoilers? I. How is that different? Okay. First of all, I went the first night. Okay. And when I knew people started going to the movies, yeah, I was not on social media. Okay. Until I saw the movie. You know, there's also a filter feature where you can. There's filters. That's Similarly, uh, I you guys at your technology. That's too much work. So just just don't give away spoilers. Why can't, why can't we? Why can't talk we talk about it? Why can't like, we just why, not give away spoilers? Why can't I talk about something that I want to talk about? Right, can, we, can we talk about the rest of this list though? Uh, I don't even know who else is on this list. We've we've gone so far off the path. I have no idea what we're talking. Golden Tate. Golden we, Tate. We all like him. He's fine. Come on. I like Marvin oh, Jones with more upside. Tate happen. But I like Golden He's Tate. Fine. Uh, who else is on this list? I, I got no one else. That's it. I think we're done. We need to stop making gold. Marcus, is there somebody else you really want to get into? Uh, no, I think I think we're good. Should we just do daily dabs to get the hell out of here? <laughs> I think we should. We are so lost in today's podcast. It's amazing. Let, let's hit daily dabs to get the hell out of here. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the daily dabs and hugs. Give me dabs because I'll be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up dabs about dabs You know how we start every show by saying it's going to be a great show? Right. Today was not a great show. No, it's today, been a great show. It was a, today it was, a, was a meandering show. What do you little, mean? It was a little scattered. It's been a great show. I don't I'm, immediately throw the show. Around. Why? <laughs> why are you besmirching the show? It was, yeah, it was it's a little, been a good one. You know, I'm, I'm looking right at rank. Thanks a lot, pal. It was a little scattered. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's scatterbrain. But that does, you, you yeah, should you right. should tune into an episode of DDFP. And see Scatterbrain. This as, is um, mine. Yeah. As someone who was, uh, you know, voted uh, best non-football guest on DDFP. I that's can, right. I that's right. It's a very good point. That's a very. Uh, let's do the daily. Did, they, did you get like an award for that checking? No, I got to. Did come with it? No, I got. I got to, uh, you know, be delayed in doing work for an hour as I came on the DDFP. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that was my. <laughs> that was your reward. So they're, uh, they're punishing you for that. Was your reward? I love you, Sheck. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Marcus Grant, we'll start with you. Uh, okay. Um, first daily dap goes out to Steph Curry. Um, oh my god Because one yeah. First off He just made another three As we were sitting here talking yep. uh, Also as we were sitting here talking He's not human dude. It was announced Just moments ago MVP. That uh, he is the first Unanimous winner Of the MVP award Wait the first? The first unanimous okay. winner Of the MVP award In that's league history Well deserved that's stupid That just happened um, uh, The fact that he's the first uni- that, That's kind of amazing. more To the voters being I mean, it's sort of like you know, Hall of Baseball Hall of Fame. How no one's ever unanimous, whatever. I got you. But anyway, how was Jordan not a unanimous? Don't know. Don't. How was Shaq not a unanimous? Don't. Know. Oh no, that that. Oh, who was the guy? He was. I think he was a former CNN guy. I can picture his face. Vince Cellini. No, uh, no. Um, he voted for Allen Iverson that year. Fred Hickman or something. I don't know what it is. Fred Hickman or. Uh, yeah, Nick Charles, Fred Hickman. I don't know. Somebody. And, anyway. and so he, well, the whole thing was he was the only one who voted for Allen Iverson. The year the Shaq won it? Yeah. So he got to go around and do all the car washes everywhere and try try to explain, like, oh, this is why I went to Iverson. And, like, it was so stupid. Like, <laughs> and everybody <laughs> fell for it. How do you really feel? They fell for it. Because it, it was a, stupid. It was yeah. stupid. Anyway. Shaq changed the game. It was ridiculous. Oh, um, so. Stop. Steph Curry is my first daily dap. My other daily yeah. dap, though, is uh, to the Kentucky Derby. Man, I went. I went last weekend. Uh, my first ever trip to uh, to the Derby. It was 
Phenomenal. Oh, you went to the Derby? I went to the actual Oh, Derby. that's great. It was it a was, great race, too. It was a really good race. You know, it's funny, though, because my friend, some friends and I, we all we get together every year, and this was our trip for the year was to go to the Derby. And, that's uh, cool, man. I've been wanting to go. My, my buddy kept telling people he was going to the Kentucky Derby. You guys look everybody, sharp, by the way. Saw thank some you. pictures. Yeah, thank you. That, the fedoras looking, looking I appreciate sweet. that. But everybody, we'd say we were going to the Derby. People just assumed that that meant we were going to some local track to, like, watch it right. on TV. Like, right. No, we're actually, actually going, going to, to Kentucky. Kentucky for the <laughs> But it's a phenomenal experience. I mean, if you're a sports fan at all, it is, it's something that should be on the bucket list. Uh, would absolutely do it again. And uh, things worked out well for one of my buddies. He uh, actually hit on three races, won about 700 bucks. So uh, Beautiful. Including the trifecta on the derby itself. Beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was I a, it absolutely was a good love it. Good weekend. Adam Rank. Daily Daps. My first one was also going to be Steph Curry because I legitimately woke up this morning – Listen to a couple of guys talking about Steph Curry on the radio. And okay. Then, oh, my God, that actually did happen. Yeah. That really just seemed so unbelievable. And it was one of those things where I was watching Gotham. So I'm like, I'm going to tape the end of this game because they're probably going to go to overtime or something. So I'm going to tape it. And um, it went Gotham, back. great usually, show, by the way. Gotham's the best. Great show. So good. And so I was uh, – so you usually when you do that, you still end up like I'm just going to watch it live. I don't want to. I don't care. Right. But I, this was the one you had to go back. Like I'm watching all of this, and I went back and watched everything that I missed. It was amazing. He is the best player. I'm surprised that he couldn't find at least one hater trying to be a contrarian to try to be the media star that Fred Hickman. I pulled his name out of the air. That was the jerk. I said it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I said, did I not say Fred Hickman? No, you said Hickman, and then and then Marcus. Was, Marcus was, you, said you guys it. teamed up. Okay. All right. Whatever. Well. Well, you can see what it did for his career. <laughs> Very well. Um, so great for him. So great for Steph Curry. I'm glad that he won the MVP. And because um, uh, obviously it was all Luke Walton's coaching. Right. Obviously. Also gets another daily oh, dap. Well. And I know, I, listen, I, I applaud terrible, the Lakers. What a terrible hire. I applaud the Lakers on this great hire. Uh, I know that he's Horrible a former hire. Laker player, but right. it's just one of those things where they actually went outside the family and went for a younger guy who's going to do things a little bit differently, going to bring a different message, and try to do things un-Laker-like. And so I applaud them for finally realizing that it's 2016. Are you friends with Luke? How do you know he's going to bring a different message? You can't just roll out 16 (laughs) trophies and be like, hey, look, you want to come play for us. So it's a kind of a new world order. So I'm happy that they're doing that. Speaking of the new world order, uh, big daps to the club, which is, of course, the Bullet Club, which was the Balor Club, and now – it's the club in the WWE for right now, okay. and they were doing the too sweet, too too sweet last were they? night. Yeah, they were really referencing the was club. Was that an homage? I think it was a little bit of an homage. Okay. So, And, That's of course, great. Finn Balor's got one more NXT appearance, but should be up with a big club. <laughs> Pun intended. Uh, should be up with a big show. Not, not the big show. Gosh, there's so many things. He should be up on Raw. Very uh, I like it. I, I really like the way the WWE has kind of moved forward. They lost so many great superstars or guys who draw a lot of money, guys like John Cena and Randy Orton, and they've actually not skipped a beat because they've gotten so many young talent in NXT coming up. Guys like Enzo. what happened to those guys? They got they left the company or they just uh, John Cena got hurt. Okay. Randy Orton got hurt, like Cesaro got hurt. Like a lot of these guys came down with injuries, and they're like, oh, we've got to kind of bring up these other guys. But thankfully, they had been having their own minor league system called NXT, so these guys seamlessly come in and, and fulfill a role. And like when How the, the first time Enzo Amore showed up, it was the Monday night after WrestleMania, which is always a huge smart crowd, which is always 
the most ardent of wrestling fans. So, yes. of course, everybody knows his catchphrase is, and they're singing along with him and everything. So it's been great. Uh, he's hopefully recovering from his injury because the one that he suffered at the latest pay-per-view, that was awful to watch. So props to him, daps to him, daps to Roger Lodge for having me on his show last week. They had a, a halo night. Listen, here's the thing about Roger Lodge. Did you know that in the 90s he was a roommate with John Stamos? And if you think – I'm looking at Kent like he would know like what the 90s were. Uh, back in the 90s, <laughs> there was a huge dating show Kent, our, called One Blind of our production Dates. assistants for people that are – Oh, sorry, Kent yeah. Brown, yes. One yes, of our yes. production assistants. Uh, uh, um, fabulous. Blind Date was like a huge show in the 90s. It, you it, might not even it's remember It's what this. launched Roger Lodge. It's what launched him, so it was cool. And uh, big props, daps, whatever, okay. to Bryce Harper – for keeping baseball fun. Let's make baseball fun I agree. Again. Getting thrown out and then dropping F-bombs on an umpire. Make Way to go. baseball fun again. You're making baseball Ball so fun, fun pal. <laughs> Congratulations to you. I see some and sarcasm. Then, and then yeah. poor little boring old Mike Trout's been hitting 500 for the last month with like 80 <laughs> home runs. I like having a good villain, nobody, nobody wants. Nobody wants to talk about him. He's not making the game fun by just going out there and being the best player. Maybe he should wear but, a clever hat. Hey, if, if he had hair like Bryce Harper and made it fun. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that would be something. <laughs> what? Okay. I got to dab too. Please, Sully. Uh, got to do it. Dab. Got to dab the uh, the uh, city of Nashville and the Preds. Okay. That I don't know if you guys watched it. Nash Game Vegas. Six. Nash Vegas was electric for the Preds. Pulled out the win in nice. overtime. It was quite the atmosphere. So that's pretty dope. Yeah. Congratulations yeah, to, to them. They got to yeah. get that. I- I'm rooting for them. No, I am too. I mean, they're, they're, like Kent was talking, walking in here. He still doesn't see Nashville as a hockey hockey town. Stop it! And, yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what? Who's a big fan is uh, my guy Eric Young, who used to wrestle in TNA and then made his NXT debut yeah. last week. Um, Nashville loves their hockey. Yeah, I think it's a great. I think it's a great town mm-hmm. for hockey. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm I agree. into it. So that's my daily dab. All right, there you go. I'll, I'll keep mine short. Mine's uh, my daily dabs to all the moms out there. We did a big time uh, Mother's Day celebration this weekend. Uh, what did we do? We did a, a brunch for my mom. Uh, we did a dinner for my wife. We, then we turned around the next day uh, on Sunday, and then we did a big-time family thing uh, with my wife's side of the family that had, like, I don't know, like six or seven aunts there. So it was like a crazy, crazy, crazy Mother's Day extravaganza. My daughter had no idea what was going on, but she was having a lot of fun, so that was good to see. Anyways, um, so, yeah, to all the moms out there, uh, I know you guys do very uh, tough work. Uh, it's uh, very, very difficult, for sure, no doubt about it. And uh, daily daps to all the moms, hardworking moms out there, especially the ones that got to work. That seems kind of sucky, Yes, honestly, which is, in, in today's America, pretty much every mom out there. Uh, to, to the top 1%er, you're not listening to this podcast anyway, so who cares? Hey, <laughs> hey Rosie McGee, that's her full-time job. Uh, Staying at home with the baby. There you go. Maybe Ahsoka. Well, you're the top 1%, so I don't care about you. <laughs> That's the show for today. For Adam Rank, MG, my guy Marcus Grant, and Sully buying the glass. James Coe, we're out. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 